Give a shout, give a cheer. It's a wonderful day because Boba Fett is here. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Star Wars Universe podcast. I'm coming to you on December 29th, and I am so stoked because we have new Star Wars content. First time in a long while, and it's one that none of us knew was coming until a simple title card happened at the end of Mandalorian Season 2, The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, it's here as our Ashley Coffin and Paul Hoppy. We're all going to be discussing Episode 1 in just one moment. Welcome back. I'm Matthew, your host. As I said, I'm joined by Paul and Ashley. Uh, the two of you, how, how's it going? How are we doing uh, post-holidays, almost New Year, and in the era of Boba Fett? I always feel like this week is a weird in-between where it's not exactly yeah. a holiday week, and you don't have that, like, it's, you know, Christmas Eve build-up, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of, like, stalemate through the week, like, why am I at work? Why am I existing? Why am I 15 pounds heavier than I was last week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear that. For a long, I've always worked in the nonprofit industry, and just every business I've ever worked for is just closed from like December twenty third to Christmas. Oh, because what we a just dream. know like no one's going to get anything done, and and I've always long had the tradition then of like the days after Christmas are the days for like playing with your new toys and cooking new things and enjoying playing new games and eating all the leftovers. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I have two contract jobs now, so I'm getting both done. But the the schedule's weird, and hey, we got good stuff to watch. Yeah, what a gift. <laughs> yeah. yeah this i mean this has always been a great time of year to play poker so uh, oh, yeah. I, I i don't know i don't really take this time off and uh yeah <laughs> i i also often have like i start plotting my my new year you know my like what what am i gonna do next year what am i gonna do in january try to like mm-hmm. you know round up some energy and focus it in a direction and uh yep. yeah so i want to say a quick thing on that note by the way and then we will jump into the show uh, I'm doing the same thing, especially with these podcasts, you know, trying to figure out what direction we're going to go with guest stuff, different topics, what things we're going to focus on, um, how we're going to possibly rebuild the Patreon, if that might be a thing. Uh, and fans would love your feedback. If you take a moment, go to the uh, website, theethicalpanda.com and click on the fan survey button. Uh, it says fan survey. We want to hear from you. Take a few moments, fill out the form. Uh, it's a great way to let me know, uh, let all of us know. What do you love about the shows? What do you not like? What do you focus on? What do you not focus on? Help me to make the content that keeps you coming back and that maybe will keep your friends coming back. So please take a moment to do that when you get a chance. Theethicalpanda.com fan survey. Uh, now let's get to the good part. Um, chapter one of the book has been written, has been delivered. What'd y'all think? I liked it. It was a lot of fun. It, it was it was like tied up in a neat little bow. It was it was short, but I you know I like what they're doing. Without mm-hmm. being too spoilery. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much exactly where I am. Like, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I didn't, like, love it like, oh, I need to see the next episode. But I was just like, yeah. I'm enjoying this. I don't have any big complaints. And, like, I mean, to be honest, like, Boba Fett's one of those characters that's been this kind of, like, cult favorite. That, to some extent, I kind of never, like, super got. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. he's a bounty hunter with Mandalorian battle armor. Like, cool. <laughs> um and then, you know, seeing him in The Mandalorian, spoilers for The Mandalorian, um, <laughs> probably seen it. Um, and then seeing me, seeing him team up with Fennec, I was interested. Um, but then seeing that Robert Rodriguez was the showrunner, that's when I was like, all right, I really want to watch this show. Um, and I feel like it didn't disappoint. I feel like it delivered <laughs> yeah. basically what I expect, you know, like really cool visuals, um, creative action, 
and um, and just like pretty tight. I actually went back and rewatched the episode where I'm going to call it the Razor Fist gets blown up. Um, I know that's not what it's called, uh, but in um, <laughs> what the tragedy in yeah. uh, the Mandalorian season two episode six, and it's just so tight. You know, it's so like it's so good. There's just no wasted energy. Yeah. And uh, this episode felt a lot like that, but like a little more thoughtful, right? Because it's kind of working its way into the story. Um, So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I... I was a big fan. Um, The structure of it made me surprised that no one ever said, you have failed the city. Um, Because it is like... (laughs) It's totally the... the, Yeah, yeah. It's (laughs) very much the Arrow thing of like, half of it's going to be flashback, half of it's going to be modern day. And honestly, I want to start with the flashback part because... Like, like you, Paul, I, I always thought Boba Fett was fine. Like, he was interesting. I didn't quite get the obsession with him. I thought other characters were more interesting. I was Admiral Akbar when I was eight years <laughs> old for Halloween, so clearly yes. he was the most interesting <laughs> character. Um, and, and, like, I, I, I had wondered, like, what is this show going to be about? You know, what is it going to be exploring? And what they've told me is one of the big things this is going to be exploring is the culture of the Tuscan Raiders of yeah. the the Sand People, the Tuscans, and I'm once I realized once I put that together and realized that wasn't just going to be for the first episode that that was actually going to be a thing we were going to explore. I was so into it because we we had a little bit of that in Mando mm-hmm. where he encountered them, and I was into that. And I've talked for a while that I hope the Kenobi show was going to do that because they're a big part of the Kenobi book, which isn't canon. It seems like we're getting it here, and and I just really love it. What would you all think about the way we kind of spent so much time with the Tuscans? I was just really glad I remembered that they were called Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> there you I there messaged uh, Fox <laughs> earlier, and I was like, a Sarlacc? Yeah. yeah, yeah. A Tuscan Raiders? <laughs> and then I was way off, not way off with gonorrheas, but um, I know it's very <laughs> close to that, and they were adorable. They Gamorians. were. Gamorreans! <laughs> Damn it! What I guess just gotta remember, Gamora is green, so the uh, the rhinoceroses yeah. that are green are Gamorians. Yeah, yeah, this, cool. the space orcs. I'm never gonna forget, right? Like, yeah. But yeah, they were great. Yeah, I, I I really like. I feel like when we've come back to Tatooine in various things, there's been a very sort of fan service quality of like, oh, look at this thing that we're referencing. Look at that thing that we're referencing. Here, I felt like. The show was more like, okay, instead of doing that, what we're going to do is we're going to take those things and we're going to actually develop them, right? Yeah. We're going to give some of these characters personality and, and like, make them characters, right? Mm-hmm. And I loved when, um, you know, when, when Bobo was like, no, we're not going to kill them. They were loyal to their previous masters who got killed. And now mm-hmm. I'm going to give them the opportunity to show the same kind of loyalty to me. And they did, right? I mean, he gave them the opportunity, and they really stepped up in a in a pretty important spot. Um, and then, and the Tuscans also. I think I'm I'm very interested in seeing like how they develop their culture and and what we learn about them. And uh, and maybe the Kenobi series will do that as well, kind of in parallel, right? And so like maybe we'll actually get some depth on some of these you know, characters who haven't really been much of characters before they've been flavor of the universe. And now right. it's like, they get to really be a, a consequential part of it. And um, I'm, I'm here for that. 
Did you hear the uh, mariachi version of the cantina song being played? Uh, yes, I have Mexican version of cantina song written oh, down. It's so good. Mariachi music kind of yeah. through all of it. Mm-hmm. I was very yeah, happy was really about good. that. Yeah, <laughs> Rodriguez is going to have his little bit of influence. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I I loved it, and because you're right, we didn't just go back to. I think we've talked before, as I've talked with some of the others on this podcast, that it's a little frustrating when like. Every planet, there's one city that has one bar mm-hmm. and maybe one like. And now we're at Mos Espa, which is, uh, as far as I, from what I'm reading, uh, is mentioned a good deal in legends and in some of the books and like references and stuff like that, but hasn't been discussed on screen before in Star Wars. Like this is a new part of Tatooine that oh. we are encountering. Hmm. See, I didn't, I didn't catch. Th- so they, okay. So after that guy came in, who was like the steward of the mayor. Because right. mayors uh-huh. need Stewart. Yeah, the major domo or something. They yeah. went to that guy's town, which is yes, Mouspa. Most Mo- Mos Eisley is the one they go to in the original movies. So okay. That's the the most I- Mos Eisley spaceport. Gotcha. Most Espa is this city which has like been oh. mentioned in like yeah. you know like the reference book to you know Tatooine and like some of the that's novels. That's so cool. But yeah, no, and, and yeah, it was nice getting to see like. There's some real civilization in this mm-hmm. part of because because one thing I was wondering is like we've never seen what Tatooine is like. I don't quite understand how there's enough people to like where do all these people come from? At, <laughs> right. The, the, the pod races, you yeah. know, like. I also really enjoyed like the I don't know whether this is what the moisture farming is, but like the little mm-hmm. pods with water in them. Uh huh. Where like, the hell did those? I mean, like, I didn't the... realize. Yeah, those are just like under the sand or whatever. But that's like, that's convenient. The, the first time, yeah. <laughs> the, but the first time we're in Tatooine is like, you know, the the Uncle Owen and, and Aunt Beru's moisture farm, right? Right. Like, so it's like, oh, is oh. is this what you're farming? These things? I don't know. But it's like just the idea of moisture being really important in like the desert. And where did right. those come from? I don't you know. know. They're just like underground, Little... like. I think they're plants that have a lot of water in them. Oh, they were supposed to... Okay, because I'm looking at those balls, and I'm like, are they plants? Are they cement? Like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Does... Like, I thought they were, like, some like abandoned snail shells or something okay. like that. Some kind of, like, something, like, from an underground creatures of hmm. some kind. Hmm. But, yeah. Um, just on the, on the Tuscans a little bit more, I... You know, I, it's funny that we call them Tuscan Raiders... Because that's how, like, to me, right. that's such an like an important sentence of like or important phrase. Because it's to most of the characters we've met, they only know about these people in terms of like the ones who go out on raids. Mm-hmm. But actually, like, there's a lot more of them, you right. know. And mm-hmm. what what did you kind of think? What, I thought it was really brave, and I appreciated it. But it was definitely left a lot of mystery that the Tusk. We have no idea what the Tuscans are saying to each other. Yeah, um, I think we we get a good sense of like what's happening, but like. Because they rescued him, they they and they kind of brought him back right. by feeding him water, only to take him back and tie him to this post and let all the kids like beat him up. Yeah, is he? Is it like kind of like finding a slave? Is it like they're treating him like an animal? What What do you think was going on there? I think they would have him like a like a captive slave, maybe, because they did make him start digging for the water pods. Him and the mm-hmm. other guy. Yeah, which I mean is often I, it it does when you say like treat him like an animal like that. I was gonna say treat him the way people treat animals, though they very much should not. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Right. Yeah. Totally. But like, yes, I do feel like that's 
particularly because I did feel like there was some sort of affection shown towards him by some of the Tuscans, uh-huh. right? But then right. also an abuse and a, well, you're here for this purpose, you know? Like, I, I do think people often have some, you know, um, warm feelings towards you know, the animals they abuse. Like, I think that's a thing, you know? And here yeah. it, it feels like, yeah, they're like, oh, we're going to rescue you so we can use you, but you're kind of like our our pet or like our, you know... And mm-hmm. I mean, when it, you know, not to get like too deep into slavery, but it's like not all forms of slavery or not all, I mean, I think none of them should exist, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly, but like, they're not always <laughs> all exactly the same. And right. like, and so here it's like, it seems to me like, also like maybe they're like kind of initiating him and being like, mm-hmm. you have to be at this level first. And then, I mean, cause the end of the episode um, you know, things change some. And right. was that like this weird outlier or was there always kind of a possibility for, I mean, do we know what the Tuscans look like? Like those are masks, right? That they're wearing. They're masks. Um, I, I was really wondering about this. Yeah. Cause I'm wondering like, can a, can a human become a Tuscan? Right. And hmm. the, the vocalizations they make are so different that I, I think we're supposed to think they are a different race and mm-hmm. have like different vocal cords, like that it's like a different species. Being... Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I the source that I know best is from the Kenobi novel, which is not right. canon, right. to be clear. But they've been bringing in a lot. One thing they say there is that like as part of a rite of passage, kind of like the the Tuscan bar of bat mitzvah, mm-hmm. like when you become a, a man or a woman, you become an adult in the community you put on your wrappings mm. and there there's a sacredness to them and you never take them off. Mm-hmm. So they're like um, Boba Fett's, what are they? Mandalorians, they're Mandalorian. in they're their like, own way. Right. But that they're also kind of like bound, they, they like they attach look, to the skin in some way. Like there's, there's something. Right. You literally don't take them off. It's not just like you don't take them off in front of people. Like right, you just, exactly. yeah. It looks like breathing I, tubes, right? Yeah. yeah kind of, like and definitely a way to like get water in. A, li- um, a little Dune-ish, right? Yeah, a little, a little bit, a little spice. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, but I'll, I'll be very curious. I, 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 I am looking forward to them revealing a lot about that. I don't know if that's going to be because he is going to learn their language enough that we're going to start understanding what they're saying. Hmm. Um, right. Because like, could anyone Din understand was them? talking to did them? Obo, right? Obo... Didn't Mando uh... did? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He actually communicated <clears throat> with them. Right. So whether you know whether. Uh, any human can make those sounds maybe i mean it, it's it doesn't sound to me like sounds that couldn't be made by human vocal cords you know right. it's just not the phonemes that are used on earth that i've heard of right i mean obviously right. there's a lot of different languages on earth Paul, give, but... give us an example make a speak in tuscan uh, i i gotta learn some first <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is that... it's like <laughs> that sounds like a wall i can't remember it to yeah, try exactly. to do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, so, so I think, um, I think we didn't see none of, none of their speech was translated so that we would kind of relate more to Boba, right? Yeah. And, and if Boba gradually understands what they're speaking, I wouldn't be surprised if we do start to get subtitles. Although Star Wars has always had this, like, sometimes it's not translated, right? And, and there can even be a whole, um, conversation between like, Han right. and uh, Greedo, right? I mean, two of the main characters 
R2D2 and Chewbacca, yeah. neither one has ever said a word in English or had well, a thing they've said so be true. transliterated. Um what Well just it wasn't there it wasn't in The Force Awakens, doesn't Chewie like say something intelligible? And it's horrible and ruins everything. I don't think so. Oh yes, he does to yeah, Yoda. Yeah. It's so what did bad. he say? I don't remember. It's just something like "Thank you, Yoda, for defending our planet." It, it's There's something. Oh, in it's the in, the, in, the, in the. That must be the Clone Wars then. Yeah. Something um, somewhere, Chewie says something that sounds intelligible, and it's like, "What's going on here? What world are we in?" Yeah, like, he sounds like. Right. right. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I thought. He, I thought what he said is. I thought it's just that it's translated. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I could be wrong. Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, they had yeah, a bear right. make those sounds, right, for Chewie. Yeah. <laughs> Chewie was voiced by a bear. Were they drowning a bear? Like, I don't understand. I, I think it was like three, I think I it was like not. mixing three different animal sounds oh, really? together. Brown, okay. black, um, and Alaskan bear. I just remember <laughs> when the bear died, and it was sad. Okay. Mean. Uh, speak, speaking of such <laughs> things, though, I was glad we got introduced to this massive uh, a mastiff, I think it's called. I was Basically, like, is that like a do- like a dog mastiff? Like, it was that a I, joke? I think it's a, do- I think it's a dog on yeah. Tatooine, and I was really glad that Boba Fett didn't kill it. Yeah, yeah like, me too. They had a fight, <clears throat> but now like they're kind of buddy buddy. My and... notes say, Paul, he only knocked it out. Chill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was happy about that. I appreciated yeah. that. And, and so, what do you think happened at the end of the the Tuscan storyline? Like, so Star Wars loves its big monsters. Mm-hmm. I could really be happy to skip those but fine it gave us a way for boba to rescue this young tuscan kid right um and then they come back and it, it seems like the tuscans basically just telling them that he did it because like he's right, getting all right. the like he's like oh you know? yeah i totally killed this this giant <laughs> but then the older tuscan a, a he's boba's not in chains anymore right. and and the older uh older tuscan kind of like hands him one of the stones of war yeah he's which, like you get some water what I took is that at least they understand that he did some of it, and he has now kind of he's leveled up yeah, to right. some extent. For like sure. He's not going to get chained up to the post again. Yes. Yeah. Which is it's a nice you know it's a cute little moving forward of the story. So right. I, I'm very excited. I'm, I was really excited to see the beginning and like him with the sarlacc and like how he got out of there. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, and with the burns all over him from setting off his own thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, he yeah. does not look good early on. No, he... And, and let's talk about that. So, because that, I think, was one of our biggest mysteries before. It was like, okay, it's glad he, he's back, but how did he get out of the Sarlacc? Right, right. What did you think of the way that, that part of the story was told? They did it enough for me to believe it. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I felt like it wasn't belabored, but it was like... It was shown to be a struggle, but that, you know, he was being mm-hmm. creative. I liked that there was a partially digested stormtrooper in there. He used you know? his air. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's like, okay, yeah. That's how and you I get like more time. That there were the consequences of what he did. He just didn't get out okay. Like, he looks horribly burned all over his chest. Like, besides yeah. the sunburn, which and looked it, bad. <laughs> right, exactly. And it makes sense that, like... I was like, well, how does somebody get his arm? Like, if he busts out of the Sarlacc and he's just, like, fine, like, how does he lose his arm? It's like, no, he barely dragged himself out of the Sarlacc. Yeah, and then, right. you know, he, he got basically left for dead and, you know, uh, looted by the Jawas. So. Yeah, as Jawas, usual, Jawas are a bunch of assholes. They love to loot Mandalorian stuff. They though, really so. do. Yeah, no, I, I thought they did a really good job of kind of answering that question. You know, they, they didn't go so deep into it. They didn't have to. Um, but they told us enough we needed to know. The one thing I was not sure of is it certainly seems like the Sarlacc is dead when he climbs out. It 
did it get killed at the end of Return at the end of the the battle on Tatooine or Return of the Jedi, or is it just like a person violently eg exiting your digestive system will cause the death of the Sarlacc with with flames and yeah. fury? Maybe, yeah. I mean, I I don't remember the Sarlacc getting killed. I mean, Han shot one of the tentacles, right? Right. To free himself, but like, or yeah, 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 to free Lando, right? Mm -hmm. Um, he was he was like holding out a blast a rifle or something and lando's holding on to it and han's like about to shoot it and lando's like a little higher a little higher <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like i thought you couldn't see but um yeah i don't think that killed it but yeah. uh but yeah i i think um the you know severe indigestion would be the, the minimum <laughs> that you know very very spicy food there from i think Boba it's counts Fett. as an ulcer yes uh <laughs> All right. Anything else about kind of the the back in the day part of the story, or should we get to the modern day for this show at least? I really enjoyed the armoring up scene. Like, it felt very OG Iron Man. Like, mm -hmm. you know, with where where you know the they're they're putting on Boba's Boba's armor. The script was written by uh, John Favreau, so <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's almost even a little bit of like a reference in that regard, like deliberately. <laughs> You know, I mean, having written, you know, Iron Man. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I feel like we didn't get that much in mm -hmm. really besides, you know, they're already trying to be assassinated, which I guess would be par for the course. Yeah, that <laughs> right. sounds about right, right? <laughs> like, yeah, um, I, I really liked the um the kind of everyone coming to pay tribute scene. Because mm -hmm. I thought it was like the, it's interesting, you got the Iron Man vibe. The vibe I got when they were putting on his armor was kind of like, uh, almost more like Game of Thronesy, like um, you know, the the Lord is getting dressed by his squires, and, right, right. and that kind of thing. And yeah. the whole scene felt like it, 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 it. There were two scenes that it kind of reminded me of. One is Godfather and everyone coming to pay oh, respect. Yeah, for sure. And the other is from a show that um, Paul. I don't know if you've seen, but I know Ashley has seen, and I'm watching Outlander, where again, yeah. like the Lord goes out to meet his people, or the people come to the the castle to like pledge their fealty and offer, you know a tenth of their grain or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I just thought they were doing a really interesting job of him being like, kind of like that mix of like fealty and crime Lord. Yeah, it was good. It, it feels very Godfather to me. I mean that, mm -hmm. that scene, right. The, the armor putting on felt very, very Iron Man to me, but the, um, and uh, Robert Rodriguez took a, a page out of uh, Tarantino's book by putting himself in the episode. He was, um, the the Trandosian who said, "May you never leave this Espa or Mas Espa or whatever." Yeah, I, I think one of the things that I liked about that was I I liked just getting more of a sense of like I've always loved the scum and villainy side of things, you know, whether right. it's the Cad Bane or the Hondo, and so getting to see more of how this criminal enterprise works, and you know that now it's Boba Fett as the the Daimo is I think the term they used. Yeah, Daimyo. I didn't get what yeah. that meant. Daimyo. Um, I believe that's a Japanese term that's often used as kind of like a. a it was kind of a lord or um, uh, uh, in, in samurai days. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's Powerful cool. Japanese magnates. Dai means big, I, th okay. I believe. Um, mm -hmm. Like a dai in, katana is like the giant katana. In feudal Japan, it was one of the great lords who were vassals of the shogun. Right. Cool. So, yeah. So it gets that kind of the feudal aspect as well as the godfather aspect. That's why I thought that scene was interesting because I thought no one, like, you could say it's like the godfather, but I thought every single person disrespected him in there. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Some level. Yeah. yeah. The Robert Rodriguez of the Trandoshian yeah. who, who says yeah. the 
even even their blessings sound like a threat. Exactly. <laughs> and which the mayor yeah, was it. like, "Where's our money?" Or the mayor's right. Pawn. The major dome. Yeah, it was like, so we're gonna get and and. Uh... And Fennec was like, uh, "Do you want me to kill him?" <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Like, yes, girl. <laughs> She's like, "We're gonna let you leave with your head, and that's our gift to you." Uh... <laughs> what did she say? It was great. We left her body on something, and it was just like, ugh, I love her. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I really enjoyed the. You know, the the present day action scene, right? There's basically the one. And mm-hmm. it felt like it was, at, at the start, it felt awkward. And I feel like it was intentionally awkward because they were boxed in by these shields, right? Right. And the idea was like, they just couldn't, they kept trying to get outside the, you know, the, this little radius. And um, and then the, I'm gonna, are they Gamorans? I'm just going to call them Gamorians. Gamorians, right. Um, and then the <laughs> Gamorians came in and like busted them out. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now you're in trouble. If you can't actually yeah. contain them, you're in big trouble. And then when she chases them down, he's like alive, right? And mm-hmm. she catches two of them. And she's just like, I only need one of you. That's yeah, my girl. Kicks the other one right off. <laughs> right. Very Assassin's Creed. Very. And I love that he <laughs> yeah. called her, you know, Master Assassin. You know, this is my Master yeah. Assassin. Fennec <laughs> like, Master Assassin. Excuse me. That is only how I would be introduced if I right. was an assassin of right. any. Exactly. I am Master Assassin. Master not assassin. his Major Domo. Not his second. No, just no. like, yeah, Master like Assassin. Uh, there's a couple things about that. First of all, I, I just I'm glad we're finally putting a little bit of respect on the name of the Gamorians because like mm-hmm. they were just always just like ridiculous. They get choked by Luke. They're completely ineffective. They get eaten. One of them gets yeah. eaten by the um, Rancor. Uh, uh, Rancor. Thank you. And I appreciated <laughs> Bo- Boba being like, no, like they're, they're loyal. They're, yeah. They'll be good soldiers. And then them helping him out. Here's my question. Of all those great, like, the group of assassins, why doesn't one of them have a blaster? Like, the whole first fight scene, like, the, our, our heroes were, sur- they were mm-hmm. in the middle of a circle of shields, and they're trying to, like, stab them with things, and they kept getting blocked. Just pull out a blaster and shoot them in the head. Maybe that's not what they're trying to do. Yeah, maybe also, no, no guns. Maybe they're like maybe Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, there could be any number of reasons. Uh, mostly, yeah. it's... Usually, just like you get better action se- sequences without guns. I mean, also true. Desperado, yeah. notwithstanding, but yeah. <laughs> they had like awesome like taser gun, taser right. spears, taser spears. Yeah, there were. I guess. Some... Maybe that was Favreau's challenge to to Rodriguez. Like, okay, don't use guns. Right, Should no guns. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, no I think it worked. I think Wait, it no. looked great. I, it just made me like what. Give me an in-story reason at some sure. point in time. Yeah, maybe you know? maybe there will be. I mean, we don't know yet what their motive was or who sent them, right? right? So maybe we'll find out in the next episode, like, yeah, they were trying to kidnap them. I know, think we're supposed reason. to think that that was the mayor's response. Do you think that was or do you think maybe that's a red herring and it's something deeper? Oh, I, I think so. Right? I think that's the most likely explanation. Yeah. Uh, it's also possible that it's something else that we don't know about. But yeah, True. Right. I, I, that's definitely the what we're supposed to think is most likely for sure. Yeah. And right. he's not taking any of the precautions that like the other demonstrator used right. to take, um, like not being like carried right. in or doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like going against the the rules, which I love. And I loved the joke about uh, how Fennec was underpaid as a woman <laughs> when they got their helmets back. <laughs> right. Um, but and I thought that was cute too. Let, let us shine your helmets means fill it with money. Right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> 
Those Jawas were in the right place at the right time. I'll yeah. say. <laughs> I just need to point something out. Uh, so the woman who ran the kind of like brothel bar place that they were at, uh, where they filled the helmets, um, the character name is Garza Whip, um, who it, the actress is Jennifer Beals, who looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the star of Flashdance. Um, oh wow! If any of you remember that, oh, it was a Maniac. very important movie for boys of my generation. If you haven't have ever watched it, really? Yes. Yeah. Small yeah. town girl on a Saturday night. I've Sorry. I've heard the songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a a lot. maniac. A lot. Um, but oh, that song is so perfect for you, Ashley. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and I think she's like fifty-six. Uh, is the actress's age right now? She, she looked, just looks fabulous. She did. I really hope we're going to get more of that character. So she's that like a lot of fun. She's about Ming-Na Wen's age then. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Ming-Na looks very good. I didn't know how much I was going to enjoy like a all-flesh-toned Twi'lek I've never seen. Usually oh, right. they're blue or orange, and she was mm-hmm. just like natural beige. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that like often Twi'leks are presented as having thick accents of some kind or mm-hmm. another. And... um. She, she didn't seem to have much of an accent, but also the major domo of the mayor was she, was he also a tw- I yes I think he he was the same race as Bib Fortuna, right? Who oh, oh he wasn't a Fort- Twilight. Oh, Bib Fortuna's not. I didn't think she had the 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 things, but I'm not the one to ask. Yeah. Oh <laughs> wait, you thought oh. Yeah, you know, Big Fortuna. I thought the mayor's. Yeah, okay. Should... Bib Fortuna is a Twilight as well. So yeah, okay. I think these people are all Twilight. Okay, cool. Makes sense. There's a lot of Twi'leks on, but yeah, yeah. it's interesting that the that the Mojodomo had no accent whatsoever. He, uh, yeah, but I, cool character. I'll say that I like that. This is a like, I think it's cool that they make an action series where the the two stars are like sixty one and fifty eight. I know. Yeah, you know, like and- I feel like you don't get a lot of that in Hollywood. I had just mm-hmm. done that interview with um, Zach Garrett from the Occupation movies, and mm-hmm. they filmed those in Australia, and Tamara's in it. Mm. And he, you know, he has a scene where Tamara threatens him for, like, sleeping with his daughter, and I was yeah. like, what was it like to get threatened by Tamara? And uh, he was like, and they were there when he got the call that they were doing Boba Fett. Really? He was, wow. And he was like, awesome. oh, I just got this other Star Wars thing. I gotta go leave right after this. Like, just, oh, I gotta go do this. And I'm just like, oh my god. And everybody else, like Zach included, were losing their minds because right, right. they were so excited. He's like, you can't tell anybody. Because he yeah. just told them. Right, right, <laughs> that right. That's so That's awesome. Hilarious. I was like, wow, what a thing to have to hold in. Right. Right? He's yeah, a, it wasn't like that actor's been doing stuff for the last 25, you know, or certainly mm-hmm. not connected to Star Wars. He had like... just come from doing The Mandalorian and was filming okay. Occupation in Oz, yeah. in Sydney uh, or wherever they were doing it and um, got the call that they were going to do another show and that when he was done there, he had to go right to you know marvel studios mm-hmm. and get or, or marvel studios listen to me disney and get started and i was like i uh, good for you for keeping that secret i would have told everybody i know yeah i mean he's been doing stuff he just hasn't been doing star wars stuff right since like right. revenge of the sith or whatever yeah besides mandalorian i guess yeah, yeah. right 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 I, I meant between those right but, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah the one other thing i thought was interesting was during that whole fight scene, like this is a very this is not like just uh most icely, you know, run down. This is a big city. This is mm-hmm. like an urban area. Right, right. And yet there was no sort of like police or security force that came to interfere with the fight. Which which to me tells me either A, 
the mayor's control is somewhat loose or B the mayor was completely aware that this was happening. And if, if either wasn't causing it was certainly happy, not having any of his security forces try to stop it. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think it's probably the mayor, but like also mm-hmm. it does seem like the sort of place where maybe it's a big city, but maybe there's yeah. not that much in the way of policing, you know, maybe it's a more like, eh, you shoot someone, you shoot someone, it's Tatooine, you know? I, I mean, having seen that apparently the New York Police Department can't find their well, way to, Rock, to Rockefeller Center. No, well, that's no, a whole other that's a whole shooter thing. shooter firing at 30 Rock. Let's <laughs> that, just yeah, see no, what happens. Yeah. That, that, that's, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it is also true that, like, like you said, like, police showing up also ruins a cool fight scene. So maybe that's part of why yeah. Um, yeah. it can happen. But. Although here I find it much more credible because... You know, the scum and villainy and all that. Maybe they were nope. just like, we're not dealing with this shit no more. We're not dealing with this anymore. Right. So we're just going to stand back and let y'all finish it. And then we'll arrest whoever's left. <laughs> no, one other thing I, I'm not clear on. In, we saw that back in the day, he got very badly burned and he was like totally in a bad state. In the modern day, he needs to keep going back into this back, back, to, back to tent on a fairly regular basis. Um, one result of which is that he has to keep taking his shirt off, which I am not complaining about in the slightest. Uh, he hey, Daddy. He good for a man of his age. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, was he injured badly in Mando season two? And I'm forgetting. Or is this that like the burns have never healed? So he's had to always do this. And he was maybe doing it during Mando season two, which you didn't see. Mm. What, what do you think is happening there? I don't remember him getting injured in Mando. Yeah, I think he he pretty much made it out clean in Mando, right? Like, mm-hmm. fought with the armor on in episode six. I don't think he did that much in episode seven. And then in episode eight, like, he basically flew in with the ship and then flew out, right? And yeah. right. that was it. So, um, so yeah. Maybe, maybe he has to always. Yeah, and maybe it's a progressive thing also where they're just gradually getting better over right. time. Um, yeah, so that, that's a good question. Um but maybe it is like he sustained long-term damage and has to like keep, you know, getting regenerated mm-hmm. on the regular is how it feels to mm-hmm. me. I have a question. Um, what, when we were in the flashback, those, those like bullies, not Tuscan Raiders that were beating up like a house, like owner in Tatooine that looked kind of like, Oh yeah. Where Luke was, were they spray penning like Jabba the Hutt symbol? On yeah. The well, thing? Is that what it was? Jay, it was two backwards J's. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know what that was. Yeah, someone suggested that that might have been Luke's house, but that doesn't make any sense because that house was burnt. I feel like in... a lot of houses probably look like that. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> probably the style. The ticky tacky, right. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. I, I think we're definitely going to find out more about what that's about. Okay. I think that's because I didn't I... recognize those guys, like what species mm-hmm. they were, and then I I was like, so two J's together kind of look like a hut, like an H, like a hut. Right. But I don't know if that's what that was supposed to be. Mm. I feel like that was an Easter egg and we just missed it, is, is how I feel. Because I definitely didn't know what it meant. <laughs> and not that yeah. we missed it happening, you know, but like yeah. what it was. Okay. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it could be an Easter egg. I, what I actually think is that that's going to be a big plot point going forward. Mm. Like, I think that was yeah. more one of those, like, they're dropping a, like, hey, here's something to pay attention right. to. Okay. I just uh, wanted yeah. to be sure. Yeah. yeah. It definitely that, felt be... like it was meaningful. I, I just, I don't know right. what it means. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, like, knew what it was and just, no, yeah. No. 
I was like, am I supposed uh, to know what that is? <laughs> that being said, listeners, if there, if that is a reference to something that you know about that we don't, please let us know. Let us uh, know. That'd be a great thing to, to, to feed into us about. Um, yeah, anything else? Uh, there was a couple of uh, comments from people that I wanted to, to bring up on Facebook, but anything else you all wanted to get into? I think I think I'm pretty good. We've- I just have like one note, which is basically like, I liked that Boba asked the Rodian, do you want me to free you? He didn't just yeah. free him. He was just like, do you want me to free you? And he was just like, nah. <laughs> and yeah. then he goes and then he, you know, re- you know. I guess he sounded the alarm. I didn't quite catch that part. He but... totally did. That little what did he... snitch. What did he he was d- like, ah, bah, 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 and then they attacked him. So, yeah. And then like oh, later okay, he yeah. was like, why did you do that? Yeah. Like yeah, I was yeah. just trying that to help sense. you. Yeah. Snitches get torn there to pieces by four armed. Uh, Whatever sand, the hell that was. Beings. <laughs> was it just me or did that? To me, that looked like, like a 1960s monster movie. You know? Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Old, like not even the, the original Japanese got like an American made Godzilla monster. <laughs> it was like, um, what, so clearly someone in a, that, in a suit. The Greek one, Clash of the Titans, like from back in the day, like oh. those claymation things that used to run around. Right, like, right, that's right. exactly what that reminded yeah. me of. Okay, yeah, I'm because I was like, if you're gonna make me watch a big monster, like at least make it good. The, the effects of that just looked so bad. I'm like, what I, is it doing? It's just sleeping under the like, just waiting. Yeah, just, like, chills underground. I don't know. I don't really agree in terms of, like, looking particularly bad. Like, I think it looked like practical effects. Mm-hmm. I think most things these days look like CGI. And when I look at them, I'm like, that looks like CGI. You know? Um, so, it, it just... I don't know. Like, most of those things aren't... They're just not my favorite parts in general of, of Star Wars and whatever. But, um, yeah, it, it definitely looks like it was, like, not CGI, Right. Whereas right. somehow the backgrounds are all CGI and they don't look like it. Right? They're know. like virtual backgrounds. They don't use green screens. They use, yeah, giant right? surround, like giant LED, LED walls, right? Walls, yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. And and I, I feel like that part seems seamless. Um, yeah. I'm just continually impressed by, by that aspect of the look of things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I do agree like that scene didn't. I don't know. I just didn't like that scene as much, so maybe I wasn't as yeah, you know. But but it did feel like okay. Here's kind of Boba Fett's <laughs> moment to sort of like be like, hey, I can do something. At one point, <laughs> are the monsters enough decks that you're like, okay, he deserves to die? Yeah, <laughs> what do they have to do. They they you know they have to uh, attack someone I care about. <laughs> <laughs> what about little you know Mustang or whatever the dog's name was? Massive. massive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. I, I wasn't, like, mad. I imprinted like, on eh. Massive immediately. Eh. I was like, I love that thing, and I want it to yeah. always be okay. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I kind of like, like, it's like, even, like, the Rancor fight. Like, it's cool that Luke does cool things, right. but, like, the Rancor's not evil. It's just right, right. chained up in this place. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It wants to eat. Yeah, and here, this is basically just a wild creature. And, again, like, how does anybody survive on Tatooine? Uh, uh, yeah, like, you know what there's I mean? so much under the sand. <laughs> so much like, danger. It's another dune. Like, there's so much problems under the sand. That's it's like true. dune. Like, you guys That's need true. to leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to another planet. Uh, so, just two – I put up something calling for uh, comments on Facebook. We got a couple comments. Uh, and certainly in the future, I'll put those up in advance. We'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. Uh, from Z- uh, from Zally Middleton uh, – they're right. They're talking about a couple of things, but what the big thing that we got talking about was that they were expecting more, of, or that one of the friends they were watching with was expecting more of a Mando vibe to this show than we got. Oh. 
Oh, they don't know like Robert this... Rodriguez. <laughs> well, yeah. Did this feel distinctly different from Mandalorian to you all? Yes, and I yes. want it to. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. It feels less like a spinoff and more like a related series. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it definitely feels like its own thing. Um, you mentioned Arrow earlier and the way, you know, we've been covering The Witcher. And The Witcher Season 1 had this ridiculous timeline shenanigans, mm-hmm. right? Here, yeah. I, this didn't feel like shenanigans. They, it actually felt logical to me. Like, there was a device, which is why we're kind of time hopping a little bit. And they were mostly telling the backstory in this episode, I feel. And it just wasn't too broken up, right? It was like, we're going to go with like 15 minutes of backstory, Mm -hmm. then like 10 minutes of present day, and then another five to 10 minutes of backstory. And that's And they always made it when he was asleep. Like there was a reason we were getting it. Exactly. These were his dreams, basically, right? While he's in the back to day. Exactly. So He's in the isolation pod. Yeah, it I yeah, exactly. I do feel like it feels different and and I like that, you know. It feels related. Also, another uh shout out on the music. Like I feel like the music is noticeably different from Mando, but it mm-hmm. feels like it exists in the same universe and it's awesome, I think. Like it, I agree. I, one thing I noticed is that most of the uh the Star Wars properties on Disney now during that opening thing, they have that opening thing oh, where yeah. they show all the different like masks and droid heads. Oh yeah, um, that it's kind of like their their version of the MCU, sure. like mm-hmm. opening logos. And it normally has always the same music. The music for that even was different. Yeah, oh, and the last yeah. two images were Fennec's helmet and Boba's helmet. Oh cool! I didn't oh, even I notice didn't that. Well, that. The last one looks like it could be Mando, but like I assume it's for Boba and Fennec was yeah. definitely in there. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I watched hmm. it once, yeah. but. Yeah, we're going to watch it right after this because Ken hasn't seen it yet. Oh, I'm yeah. excited. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that's a good description. They're like, it's 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 in the same universe, but it's not a spinoff. It's a very different kind of a show. And it's in the same way, like, with the MCU, like, we've talked about how, like, you know, in the MCU, you have, like, heist films and spy right. dramas and rom-coms and, like, big action pieces. And, yeah, it's kind of the same thing here. I'm, I'll be curious to see whether this is just these people are now off in their own thing or if, like... There are elements of this story that are going to tie into the Mando thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, the Mandalorian, like, we're, we're getting pictures of this larger world. We don't really have, like, one uber story, though, that's being told yet. And I, I'm okay with that. I, I think it might be interesting if there's some some degrees the stories overlap. But I, I like that so far it's – this is not Mando season 2.5. This is just yes. something totally new yeah. and different. Which I love. Yeah, me too. I, I feel like the less overlap, the better. Like, be in the same universe – but be stories that I can watch alone and not have to worry about. If if I start watching Kenobi and I hate it, I don't want that to mean I can't watch Book of Boba Fett. If I end up not liking where Book of Boba Fett goes, I want don't want that to like make it feel like ah, I don't really want to watch Mando. You know, I, yeah. Like I think some little connections are cool and like an acknowledgement of being in the same galaxy. But it's a, it's a galaxy. There's so much space to cover right (laughs) so it's like you there's no reason that like these you know basically like crime lord type things on Tatooine are necessarily going to affect like you know maybe some people going and trying to retake Mandalore or whatever right Right. so I feel like there's room for these to be very separate stories that are like more like cousins than like siblings or something I don't know like I do think I was thinking of like what would a story be that would pull them back together I do think if there's something about who gets to rule Mandalore, that might be something that this character gets tied into somewhat. But, you know, he's also someone who, like, 
he wasn't raised as a man. He was raised as a child of Django Fett with yeah. a cool armor. Yeah. But we don't have any idea to what extent being a Mandalorian mattered to Django and right. what he passed on to Boba. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and I'll be curious, Paul, because I, I know um, your partner and to some extent you are, are kind of rewatching the Clone War episodes that are connected. Um, I don't remember to what extent young Boba cared or even got involved in the struggles to see who rolled Mandalore. So if you ever come across that and where he stands on that, definitely let us know. Yeah, I'll let you know. Um, as far as I can tell, young Boba cares about killing Mace Windu. Yes. <laughs> that's that's, that's what it. I can tell. Um, after, you know, after Anakin maybe kills Mace Windu, or I guess Palpatine, though, whatever. Spoilers yeah. for Revenge of the Sith. Um, <laughs> I think... Uh, I, I think Boba, you know, goes down more just the straight up bounty hunter route, yeah. right? But there's there's definitely this like this sense of maybe it's honor, maybe it's just like, hey, I don't want to just go around killing people who don't need killing, you know, that is present in young Boba that I feel is very much still present here, present here, yeah. you know, where mm-hmm. where I felt like in the original trilogy, like we don't really know that much about Boba Fett, like basically mm-hmm. wants to get Han Solo to get paid. Seems to be yeah. basically the entirety <laughs> of the motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and has to be told no disintegrations. So, like, that <laughs> maybe gives a little insight into this character, too. But, like, you know, he, the Clone Wars does flesh out Boba more as a character. And this feels... Um, it, it lines up with that well. You know, I mean, we yeah. just watched those a few of those episodes anyway. We're not all the way through. That's I think cool. it was season three or something. Yeah, okay. so it, it was kind of good timing. But then the hilarious thing is she's like, oh, now that I'm watching this, I want to finish this before watching Book of Boba Fett. So I'm just watching it on my own. Although, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I'll say this, I, and, and this is a bit of a question. I mean, obviously, podcasting on it, you know, you're, you're going to watch it every week and then podcast on it, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, does this feel like a series to you that you feel like you would rather watch an episode at a time? No. Or, like... As like a seven hour movie I would, or five yeah, hour movie. Because would. like this first yeah. episode was good, but I'm like, okay, so we're right. just done so, like, and nothing kind of, of happened. Yeah, yeah, I could go yeah. right into yeah. another episode. Like drop them at two at a time. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It, it, and it's funny. I I think that is true about this show, but then I think also for me that's true about most shows. Yeah. Oh, uh, for sure. Know, Matt, Carol, and I have argued about this a lot. Like um the whole time i now generally watch things as they come out just because i want to be part of the conversations but you know it drove me crazy with hawkeye to watch it like 30 minutes at a time oh yeah yeah and then uh over christmas because my sister hadn't seen it and she loves chris basically like she had no interest in this until i told her that it's a story about christmas in new york which oh we're talking about hawkeye (laughs) I was like, wow, you conned your sister into watching Book of Boba Fett by saying it was Christmas. (laughs) But, and so just in like, basically it's just like a long, long movie. It's like three hours, you know, and we watched all three of, we watched it in just one afternoon and she loved it. And and I really appreciated that. And so, yeah, I, it's funny because also like with with a show like Witcher, I used to be able to just binge the whole thing Mm. because we're now doing content out. I am watching, pausing, um, there at least the stories feel more contained, but yeah, especially with this one, I just wish they dropped it all at once and we could just binge yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think it's the better way to do I, it. I vastly prefer the you know the the Netflix model. Really, um, I do think a series like Bad Batch was fine week at a time 
for me. Yeah. I would have preferred that the last two episodes that were basically a cliffhanger were, you know, same day. Mm -hmm. Um, And if they released the whole thing on one day, I wouldn't have complained. But shows that have, like, more side quests, more that are, like, very clearly episodic. um, Yeah. Which, like, I feel like Mandalorian was mostly very episodic, right? Each episode was, like, at a different location. Yeah. Here it's, like, the whole series is going to be on, well... It seems like the whole series might be on Tatooine, right? Or at least mm-hmm. a ton of it will be. And it's like, yeah, I just want to watch that story all at once. <laughs> yeah. Like, as we were getting started for this, Ashley, you said that it felt like not much happened mm-hmm. in this episode. And I, at first I was like, what do you mean? No. And I'm like, oh, no, you're <laughs> right. Like, we got so much world building yes. and, and, and story. Like, this this felt like the right. introduction, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And, and yeah, so then I'm like, okay, cool. You've just told me all the cool things that are going to happen in this world. Now let me spend time mm-hmm. in that world. Right. I got to wait another week. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. So uh, we got we got a couple other comments, but I want to save cool. them because we're, we're going pretty long on time here. So a couple of people commented that they really love the dynamic between Boba and mm-hmm. Fennec. And I, I have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think that's that that clearly is going to be, I think, a central thing. And, and you were talking, Paul, about how he has this kind of some some degree of a sense of honor that she clearly does not have. Um, and I like that she, that that she's the one kind of pushing him to do more of the like no ride on the litter like do the things they expect you to right, do right right um, kill so the people gonna... that need yeah, killing I like... love her yeah that's gonna be a fun tension um, alright well Paul I know you're spending time trying to figure out what 2022 is gonna look like for you uh, where can people find uh, what you're doing and where should they be keeping their eyes out for new stuff uh, Zen Madman on uh, Zen Madman Poker on YouTube is probably where most of my stuff is gonna be I'm Zen Madman on Twitch and Twitter and uh, I might do some twitching in the not too distant future, um, but yeah, mostly I'm I'm making poker content, which isn't like super related to Star Wars, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Ashley, what about yourself? Where, where are you doing awesome things that people should? You check can out always find me at the uh, MCU cast. But since we're talking about it, I do want to plug the Bingers episodes we did with Tamara Morrison's movie Occupation and Occupation Rainfall because it is a big um, deal for the studio in Australia and we're trying to get more people to see it. It was trending on Netflix and uh, Matt Carroll and I covered uh, both movies, which is going to be a third Mm -hmm. on Bingers. And then we had an interview with Zach Garrett, who was one of the stars in that, who worked with Tamara and we had like a back and forth talking like what that was like. So if you want to hear that firsthand, jump over to Bingers and check it out. Awesome. And, and uh, just so folks are clear, they can. Uh, what's the exact name of the movie that they can watch? The Occupation watch? and Occupation Rainfall. Occupation Rainfall awesome. is on Netflix, and the other one is on YouTube and Amazon Prime. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. And obviously for me, um, you can hear myself and Ashley and Paul talking about The Witcher. Those episodes are coming out on the Superhero Ethics podcast. We're also going to drop them all on the Pandavision podcast once they're all done. Um Beyond that, uh, you can check out all those podcasts. You can find out all the information about me by going to theethicalpanda.com. Please fill out that fan survey. Uh, On there, you can also find our Facebook, uh, Twitter, email. Let us know what you think of the show. Love to hear fan feedback. Love to get into it next time. Let us know what you're excited about. What are your theories? What do you think is going to happen? What what are the characters you're most interested or kind of ant on? Let us know. Um, Thank you all so much for being a part of this, and have a great day. Bye. May you never leave Mosespa. (laughs) Her, 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 walrus. Or what did they sound like? <laughs> 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 <laughs>